What's good, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the PSK, Print and Seeker Knowledge Podcast. You know, uh, we're back after a week off. We had a few things we had to do, but we back in the groove this week. It's payday Friday, baby, for a lot of folks. Hopefully, you know, you, uh, you go do your thing. You know, you, um, you've you been eating them top ramen and, and tuna sandwiches all week. Now you can splurge on yourself. But I think the payday is like the first true test of being an adult because either you can go spend all your money on some bullshit or you can get your uh, affairs in line and keep on trucking to your next payday, all right? Uh, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Fearless Art Studio, located out of Marino Valley, www.phearless.net, where you can do your painting sips, your date nights, um, birthday parties, uh, baby showers there with our artists. You get your paint on and have a good time, two-hour instruction with uh, wine or your favorite beverage and your snacks and you unwind, listen to some good music, chill with your friends, uh, get the stress of the day or the week out your mind, and then re, be re, you know, regroup and uh, rejuice for the next upcoming week. Again, that's Fearless at www.phearless.net. So this past week, we had the State of the Union uh, with Trump and definitely... The Democrats, you know, they did their rebuttal. And I'll say, based off what went down between the two, I'm tired of the lip service, y'all. I'm like, I'm really tired of the lip service. We've been hearing about this damn wall. It's either, either it's going to be built or it's not, really, at the end of the day. You know, they make them seem like the wall needs to be because we got MS-13, so scary, coming through the... Um, through Mexico, up through here, and they causing all kind of havoc. When anybody knows MS-13... Is a street gang that is local, implanted here in the States. They don't need to come from Mexico. They already been here. So I'm like, what's really going on with that? You know, we got a lot of key things that all this money, 25 billion, 5 billion, you name it, could be going to. It's five years since Flint's had water, good, clean drinking water. This wouldn't be going down if this was Anaheim, California. Uh, your richest areas of D.C., your richest areas of, let's say, Mount South Beach. Uh, you wouldn't even get this in damn North Dakota. You would have clean, drinking, safe water for the people. It can't be going on five years now from the Obama administration to the Trump administration, and there's still not a, a plan in place to fix that situation, but we have enough time and energy and resources to give about a wall that, frankly, I don't care about at this point. Immigration has been an issue in this country for 35 plus years. The dope has been longer than that. So if you really want to fix the two, fix those two issues. Fix immigration. A lot of ones who need to be here, come over here, they do it the right way. And fix the drugs. We all know how drugs get over here. We all know how the drugs get over here. There's been enough movies and documentaries and true life stories of what's going on about the drugs that come into this country every single day. There's big money to be made and the cartel side is making the money and you know damn well the government side is making the money. So fix it. Fix it. We got kids who's graduating from college who's in debt. Why? Why are they leaving in debt, leaving college? Just to go get some little bullshit-ass job to go try to pay off that debt. And then they're in debt 10, 15 years. How can, they, how can this country get better if we already have the next generation starting in debt? 
They went clean from five to 18, no debt, no credit, no nothing. And then the moment they hit college over the next four years by age 22, they're $50,000 in the hole. And now, oh, here's a job. I'm going to pay you 12 to 15 bucks an hour because you don't have experience. Well, I just went to college so I can get the job that I've been desiring to get that my parents told me to go to school for. So we really got to make some true changes into our system of how we're going to go about stuff because it's not getting any better. It's not getting any better. There's really no one who can say as a collective group, from A to Z, that everybody's living the same standard, everybody's living good. It's not. It's, it's just not. No one's living like that unless you, A, are an athlete, two, a movie star, three, a high-level um, politician, a uh, businessman that's next level, right? If you look at the average Joe Gas is still the same price here in California that it was almost 20 years ago. We're still paying three bucks and some change at most gas stations. Uh, this past week, you look at AMPM, they're a dollar below the arc, uh, you know, um, Mobile and Chevron. Mobile and Chevron are charging you $3.29, they're doing $2.29. Why is it a difference like that? Why is it that our code AMPM is a dollar less when all the major big boys that we all know about? are still at the $3 mark. There's no war going on. There's no true definition of a war going on at this moment. We have people over there, troops over there. I serve this country, so I know, that are over there, but there's no true combat-related declaration of war going on right now. It's just been a continuous onslaught since 2001. So why is our gas still high? The demand is always going to be there because there's so many people. But why is our gas still at the same rate that it is? Milk, bread, eggs have all gone up. But the cost of wages, hmm, 2020 would give you 15 bucks an hour. That's at a restaurant. That's at most jobs these days. You need pretty much, you need, a, if you're single, you need about multiple, you need multiple hustles. So if you got a felony, you got anything on your driving record, you're fucked. Let's, let's just be honest with it. You can go do a side hustle that way, like a Uber or da- DoorDash or anything like that to, you know, help your income and, and, you know, have that quality of life that you want. So you got to go pick something that, well, they they do a background check. They're not going to ask this and not going to ask that because... I'm one year, two year, three year, and two, the DUI. Or I'm one year, two years, and two, this reckless driving that I did when I was young and dumb, and now I'm a little bit more mature. I learned my lessons. I pay my debt. I pay my fines. And guess what? I can't get this particular job or hustle that's legal because of this. So we need to do something. 15 bucks is not going to cut it in today's society. Look at rent. Look at rent. If you're paying 900 bucks a month for rent anywhere in this nation, look around in that neighborhood and tell me how it looks. Can you tell me how it looks? How's the streets paved? How's your neighbor's yard left and right of you? How's the apartment complex? Is it ghetto? Is it tragedy? Does it look like an environment that you want to go to? Would you walk while your kids to walk that neighborhood without you being with them? That's what I'm talking about. 
Look at the cars on your block. You can always tell when money is being made based off the vehicle purchases. How new are they? The house or the house is being upcapped. You can always tell. Is the maintenance being done and, and making sure that the house can have a resale value? You can always tell. You can tell by the schools in the area how upcapped and how maintenance they are. Do they look new? Do they look like someone's putting the time and effort to keep these schools going? You can always tell. You can tell by your city blocks, um, streets, how if they're paved, if it's trash all over the place. You can tell certain things when a certain community, certain city, a state is really making money. And on the flip side, you can tell when they're having issues. People are having issues. Yes, we all have the same race. We all start off the same race. I get that. We start off with a race and, hey, you trying to get to the finish line as quick as you can to your goals. But there are going to be some hiccups, and there's a lot of hiccups right now that need to be fixed. I want to see this next candidate that is going to go, yes, say, presumably going to go against Trump. To have some hardcore tangibles that people can relate to. As a black man, as a black voter, if you want my votes, Democrats, if you want my votes, Republicans, I need tangibles for 2020. I don't need the shucking and driving. I don't need the bullshit. I don't need hot sauce in my bag. I don't need you thinking you know my culture. I don't need you thinking you're cool. You are never going to be me. Yes, be honest with each other. You're never going to be me. You're never going to go through the things I went through as a black man. So, Don't try to act like that to get my vote. And then once you get my vote, nothing happens. We went through eight years of Obama. Not a damn thing happened for the black community. Really nothing happened other than uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. Obamacare. Because the goddamn Republicans were messing with him. And now what you got, the Democrats are messing with Trump. So until both of these sides come together, how can we go forward as a nation? We can't. It's going to be this continuous circus and circle of games played before between both sides. But you know what's going, what is really happening, though. They're getting their money. You want a certain bill to be passed? Pay me. You want this appearance? Pay me. You want me to endorse you? Pay me. Everything is, is about the funds at the end of the day. No one's doing anything for free. So 2020 should be tangibles. 2020 should be tangibles for folks. You got to have hardcore answers and solutions to your problems that you're facing in the community. Now, am I saying everybody's going through that? No, everybody's going to be different. Everybody got a different drive for what they see in life. Some people want to be ballers. Some people want to just be comfortable. Some people are good just living day to day. But as a collective whole, shit's fucked up. Just to say that, shit's fucked up. You cannot survive off of 15 bucks an hour. If you're a family, you're married, you have kids, you stretching that $15 an hour every single day, every single week, every single month, 12 months, 365. You're stretching that. You're constantly looking for jobs that can pay you more wages because your kids are getting older. They have more needs. They need more stuff. They're outgrowing clothes. You like to go on some vacations. They have their sports. You got to play for that equipment. You got to get to work day to day. And what are you going to work for if you know at the end of the week or at the end of two weeks, 
80 hours, you're always going to be broke. Where's, where's the self-motivation in that if you're always going to be broke? So I advise everybody, get you a different hustle. Get you something that is going to be take you from A to Z in a faster pace. Something that's going to get you the money and the lifestyle that you desire. You have to invest. You have to save at the end of the day. You have to. Our government, they're never going to make it to where you can be what you see on TV. They're never going to make that. It wasn't built for that. So you as an individual have to do that. You have to find something, quote unquote, your streams of income, right? You have your main stream of income that you get paid for every day. That one should be for your bills. Now you should use your passion to be a second form of income. Whatever you're passionate about, whatever you really enjoy doing, like, man, I should be getting paid for this. That's what you should be doing day to day. So if you like the arts, you can paint, get paid for it. You can really talk to people, motivational, blog, um, whatever, whatever it is, get paid for it. You're a great makeup artist, a makeup designer, whatever it is, get paid for that passion. And let the two work together, you know, because you're never going to get to where you need to be sitting around just doing the standard job, I would say, that we were all told, oh, go to school, get a degree, get a job, you'll be set. House, car, wife, two kids. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. You were made... And we were all told to follow design that is meant to fail. It is meant to fail every single day because I want you to start looking at your life. How many millionaires do you know personally that you can go to right now and get along that's out of your family or out of your good set of friends and say, hey, I got this idea. I did my research. I got my plan. I got my SWOT analysis. I got my business plan. And I need $50,000 to get this off the ground. We can make a lot of money. You can't. If you graduated high school, you're about to hit that 5, 10, 15, 20 year reunion. Look through all the people you went to school with. Who out of your school has reached that level to where they can go back to the community that they grew up in. Grab the best and brightest that they grew up with and say, hey, yes, change the world. You don't see it. You don't see it. It's designed for a reason. You have to take high calculated risks to get to the next step. Social media has been around for 20 years. Hmm. There's a lot of millionaires over these last 20 years who use social media, either from the people who created the different sites to the ones who are creators who are using it you know, Instagram, Facebook, back then MySpace, Twitter, uh, any type of personal blog to get paid. Now with the podcast, your your vlogs there on uh, YouTube that you can do, your videos that you can use on YouTube. We're in a third wave of this. We're in a third wave of being able to use social media as a tool to better our lives. 
So if you've been against it, I highly suggest that you get with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Use it to your advantage. You don't have to be part of all the craziness that goes on with it, all the drama that comes along with it. Use it to enhance your business, get it to the masses, and your life can change. Simple. It's for free. That's the craziest part about it. It's for free. You don't have to pay anybody anything to use these social media sites to enhance your life. Use them for what they were built for. They were built for that. They were not really built for us socially. They were built for people who could extend their passion beyond their local community, beyond their local state, beyond their their regional status. This was meant to be nationwide and worldwide. Use it to your advantage. The marijuana industry, recreational marijuana use and it is now legal in 10 states with nine pending. Why aren't more people getting involved? It's seven years going. It's seven years going. It's only going to be to where it's like liquor, alcohol. It's going to be nationwide. Get into the business one way or another. Whether dispensaries, whether warehouse, whether the packaging, whatever it takes, they're going to need bookkeepers. They're going to need the accountants. They're going to need a good tax man. They're going to need the growers. They're going to need all this because it's not going nowhere now. It's another form of income for the government as far as the taxes that they place on these dispensaries. And they're they're placing those taxes on them. And these cities are placing those taxes on them. So you start up a legal one, guess what? Your ass get taxed. You get heavily fined and you're closed down until you come back and you do it correct. So it's letting me know that this is another industry, a new wave of people to make some true money and change their families' lives. You don't hear anybody who was in Colorado in 2012 complaining about life right now. You don't hear it. There's there's successful proof stories that it is working not only for the general public there, the average Joe, but also that state. It is working. So whatever state you live in, get into the business. It doesn't make sense not to. There's so many forms of, of, of revenue that you can gain from it. So we had a point, you know, where we just need people to get it together at the end of the day. Seen a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Have you guys seen this whole fiasco there in Virginia with the governor, the, ten, the lieutenant governor, and the, ten, and the uh, attorney general? All being brought up for um, accusations of racism and, and, and uh, sexual abuse. How can you be in three powerful positions for a state and all three of you, the succession of all three of you is bad. Your character is being questioned. Your integrity is being questioned. The type of person, the man that you are is being in question. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the Virginia governor, um, when he was in college, blackface, one person named Michael Jackson, who spent years trying to acquire white face. So it ends up now that everybody has red faces. Everybody's pissed off. Like, what are you doing? You're too old. You should have knew this. Well, this was in the yearbook. Blah, 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 blah. Strike one. Uh, The lieutenant governor uh, accused of sexual assault. 
So he needs to be brought on the investigation, see if it's true or not. And then you got the attorney, attorney general accused of allegations of racism. So you got all three of these guys who supposedly their citizens and their states uh, uh, in a positive direction and get things done. And now you figure for the past week, all they've been talking about is this. Uh, the attorney general has apologized for his role. Um, the um, tenant governor, he's been quiet. And the Virginia, Virginia governor, he's kind of like, I apologize, but it wasn't a big deal. Let me tell you for anyone that is white, anyone that is not black, blackface is not acceptable. Let me say it again. Blackface is not acceptable. Let me say it one more time for you. Blackface is not acceptable. It has the undertones of racism. It is connected to racism. It is a part of racism. Uh, We live in 2019. I get it. If you did something in the 80s or the 70s, it's better to come out. If you get caught up from an old photo, video, and say, you know what? I was stupid. I made a mistake. I was young. And I should have came. You know, I grew from that. And I learned my lesson. Point blank. That's what you got to do. You cannot be in 2019 going on 2020 in blackface and acting like it doesn't um, hurt folks. You figure uh, most of us who uh, got grandparents in their 80s or whatever it may be, still living or not, they dealt with that type of issue. So there's no reason for anyone that is not black to be dressing in blackface at all. I don't give a damn if it's Halloween. I don't give a damn if it's your sorority. It's stupid at this point. And no one wants to hear, well, I have black friends. Ha, 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 ha. No, I cannot, as a black man, dress up white face, go to the bank, and they're looking at me like, oh, are you Mr. Prentice Burleson? Well, yeah. Well, why does you, based off history and your ID, doesn't show you being white? You're black. So what the fuck? That's what I would get. I cannot go to work. I can go any place and be in white face. I did 20 years in the Marine Corps. There's no way I could go on the Marine Corps base nationwide, worldwide, and I show up in white face and oh, this is at me how I am. Ha ha ha. Because I got white friends. No, the shit looks stupid. You look like an asshole. Cut the shit out. Point blank. Simple. If we want to get rid of stupid shit like this, we got to be able to talk about it. We got to be able to talk about it. That is a problem with our country. We're so afraid to talk about the elephant in the room that has been going on for 400 plus years, and that is racism. It has always been around. It has not gone anywhere because people are so afraid to talk about it. They act a certain way. They do a certain thing. And instead of just doing what they need to do and come together, voice your opinions, say, I don't understand. Help me understand. I want to feel what you're talking about. Yes, we're going to disagree, but also, yes, come to some things that we can agree on. This country would be better. But no, instead, people like to sidestep. People like to ignore it. Oh, it didn't ha- that wasn't me. It didn't happen with me. No. Check your damn friends. No matter what it is, it's at this point, if you're living in America, it's stereotypes that play a part into this racism. Because at some point, you have to be taught this. And then over time, 
with your friends, your colleagues, uh, uh, media, um, just everything about our lives, you start developing stereotypes. Naturally, that's human nature. I get that. But racism is a totally different thing because it's, it's about power. What power do I hold over a certain number of people and how can I continue to use that? So to really affect change, we got to have dialogue. We must have dialogue and then we must have action. Should all three be held accountable? You damn right they should be because you knew you took a picture at some point when you was in your 20s and now you in your 60s or above and it came back to haunt you. Should you step down? Yes, because no one knows if, based off the blackface, if that's how you feel about black people now. If there was anything that was uh, going to affect that community that had to deal with race, let's say, for example, um, any police issues, and it seemed like you was targeting black folk. They're going to go back to, oh, well, he was disrespecting me doing the blackface. So that's why he is the way he is. Then you got kids. More importantly, you got kids. When I say kids, I'm talking about the high schoolers up to young men and women in college who you see every now and then through Twitter, uh, local news, nationwide news getting kicked out of college because of the blackface which doesn't make any damn sense. You were supposed to go to school, learn. You just wasted 30000 40000 50000 maybe in your last year of college. And guess what? You're getting kicked out for something so stupid. So watch yourself. And I'm talking about that with all people. Watch yourself with all people because what may not be offensive to you could be offensive to somebody else. We live in that type of time. Is our country a little sensitive? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're a little too sensitive, but at the same time, some things that this like common sense would tell you, hello, it's 2019. I cannot dress in blackface. I'm going to piss off somebody that happens to be black. And guess what? What I was doing this for didn't make sense anyway. It's not a damn joke. My color cannot fade off. I can't wash this off. And it's about respect at the end of the day. We have to be able to come together as a nation. And I just don't see that. I just don't see that. I don't, I don't see a lot of people who's looking to real have real conversations. We got to have real conversation. What pisses you off and what can I do to make it better is a start. And that's just with everything in life. What, do, what pisses you off and what can I do to make this situation better? We don't have to agree on everything, but damn, we should have some common goddamn respect for each other at the end of the day. Because we all want to be successful. We all want to make it home to our families. We all want to live a nice life. And nobody wants to deal with bullshit. Simple. So, let's get it together. Uh, Hopefully, our elected officials from now on, especially the newer generation, and I'm talking to the millennials, because one day you will take over this country you paid attention to your teachers and your coaches and they said, don't put everything on social media. Everything's not meant for social media because guess what? The older generation, they're getting their ass kicked by social media. So if you're the newer generation, you must think about what you're doing prior to posting it. 
You've seen a lot of kids, especially the guys who put dumbass shit on their social media, lost scholarships for sports or whatever. When they were told not to do it, they did it anyway, done. I didn't know I was being looked at in high school. Why I could have had a full ride? Yeah, you could have, but posting all this stuff on uh, social media, we don't got time babysitting and worrying about you if you're here at the college. We got bigger stuff to do. I got 13 or I got 50 other guys or girls on the team that I got to worry about. Not this you. So yes, get it together. Everything has an action. So no, don't no, be no crying when you get caught up in the bullshit. You know what I mean? So yes, get it together. Um, recently, you know, the Lakers. Talk about a little sports right now. The Lakers. Uh, for the last mm, three weeks, maybe a month, we've been hearing about uh, Anthony Davis from the Pelicans uh, looking via him and LeBron. Hey, I don't want to be get. I don't want to be with the Pelicans anymore. I want to get traded because uh, Rich Porter and him and LeBron are both, you know, management. And the Pelicans wanted too much. They wanted. All the second and first rounders that we picked over the last couple of years, few veterans, and four first rounders and two second rounders for one one person who's set to make if he does everything right, if he stays with New Orleans, um, two hundred something million, and then signing his extension a year after that, he can be the first three hundred million dollar sports athlete for the NBA, which is phenomenal. Would I leave? No, I wouldn't. I'm like, hey, bring the talent to me because I'm not leaving. I'm seven foot. I'm 26 years old. I'm not leaving. With whatever contract you want me to sign on being in my 30s when it's over and I'm going to sign another one. So I'm not leaving. Uh, for the Lakers, I get it because LeBron's 34 been playing in the NBA since, you know, high school, 15 plus years in the game. He's getting older. He's seen what Kobe's been through. Uh, you can have all the talent around you, but they don't have the experience. You're not going to win anything. And then all it takes is one bad injury and your career is done. So I get why he wanted this. But at the end of the day, goddamn Pelicans, you wanted too much. Now, if the boy leaves, you get nothing in return. You guys were some dumbasses any damn way. I'm glad Magic Johnson, you know, held his ground. He didn't break underneath pressure because the pressure's there. The pressure is on. Uh, we just saw the wackest Super Bowl ever with New England and the Rams. But, hey, if the Rams would have won, they're king of L.A. for a minute to somebody can win a championship. L.A., typically the Lakers will always be at LA town because we got the Lakers got the most banners. But for the current moment, with media and news coverage and you know endorsements and, and promotion and marketing, if the Rams would have won a Super Bowl after coming to LA after two years, they would have been king. You had the Dodgers who've been through the World Series three times. We haven't won it yet. And then you had the Lakers. So really L.A. hasn't had a champion since the Lakers last won it with Kobe and Paul Gasol. So whoever wins it first is going to be king of the hill. 
And oh yeah, the Trojans have done anything since Pete Curl left. So again, who's going to be the king of the hill? Who's going to be the first to be king of the hill? So I get why Magic was looking what he's doing. Because either he's trying to do, you know, hey, be that, be that man, be that owner who has a winner in the NBA and a winner in Major League Baseball. It's going to happen. But like most fans, is win. It's not if, it's win, and we want it now, you know. But the Pelicans wanted this too much. They just wanted too much. For a player who had a serious injury before, about a, uh, two years now it's been, and not worth it. Not with the core guys that we have. If they really develop them and let them be who they are, they will be phenomenal in the league. I like Kuzman, Ingram, uh, Ball. You know, they can be phenomenal in the league. We can't rush the process as the Lakers or as LeBron. You just can't rush it. You're used to not having young players. You always have veterans. And you're not used to a coach that you didn't want. These are all players that the Lakers already had. This is a coach that the Lakers already had. Uh, Luke Walton pisses me off at times, but he signed a five-year contract. He didn't sign a standard three-year contract, so he's not going anywhere. And if they do fire him, they get rid of him. Um, I think we still got previous coaches that's still on the books. They're still getting paid from us. So it doesn't make sense. So let's get it together. Uh, last night, they won against the Celtics with a buzzer beater by uh, Rondo. Real good game. What, 127-126, uh, I think it was. Awesome game. And, you know, that's the rivalry we love to see. Uh, I do see with Kyrie leaving the Celtics. I don't see him staying. He's going to go back with LeBron. When he made that whole, I, I, I see what was going on. I, I was too young. I didn't understand. Everybody likes to be comfortable. Everybody, everybody likes that fit. He just doesn't fit with the Celtics. Not the way he fit with LeBron there in Cleveland. And I think he let winning, having that game-winning shot go to his head. I really do. Oh, I'm the man. But I'm like, hell, bro, the year before you was injured and LeBron had to do it on his own. And, he, and they still lost. Yeah, you hit this shot, but... Who knows what have been if you would have stayed. Now you're getting that same pushback from these young suckers who were like, hey, man, we were balling last year without you. Even the last game that we lost, you wasn't even on the bench. I know that had to be said to him. You weren't even on the bench. So why am I listening to you? Who who, who made you leader? I was balling last year. Now my game is, re- is restricted because of you and Hayward. So... I really believe, yeah, some changes are going to be made over the summer. I think we'll make the playoffs. Um, depending on the team we play, we could get out the first round and we probably lose come the second. I believe we can get out the first, but we probably lose the second round. Just, we're going to run into better talent, and the team's not built for that yet. The experience will be great for them. So next year, oh, yeah. Watch out for the Lakers 2020. 
more NBA news. We had, uh, what, KD get into it with the media um, this past week. He was pretty much saying that after an eight-day hiatus from speaking to the media, journalists there in Oakland says, you know, um, pretty much questioning if is he's out the door. Um, you got Paringas out of New York Knicks who recently got traded down to the Mavericks. So everybody's saying that, hey, your next destination is going to be the Knicks. Him and Draymond early in the season got into it. You know, the whole bench fiasco. There you go. Draymond says it. Called him a hoe. And, and said, you're you going to lead the team anyway. So I so I'm start acting like a hoe. You're a hoe. Pretty much. Um, normally, that's supposed to come from your own, from the other side, talking shit to a, a player on your team, not from your player. Um, so, you know, he was pissed because he's tired of being asked if he's going to be leave, leave Oakland, the Warriors, and go to the Knicks. He's tired of his teammates being asked the same questions. He's tired of, you know, by those questions generating the fans. They don't know where his loyalty lies. And he just wants to play basketball. And I'm like this. I get what you're getting at there, KD, Kevin Durant. But you're 12 years in the league, bro. And you cannot handle the media. You need you needed to stay in, in, in Oklahoma City with the Thunder. Small-ass market. Probably eight reporters every, every time they did the interviews. They didn't mess with you. You didn't mess with them. Everything was hunky-dory because I'm like, you are too old to be in the game and you can't handle the media. This is your bread and butter. This is your branding. This is how you make more money. Who wants to put you on a commercial? Who wants to ask you to just say, do an ESPN, be an analyst, or whatever it may be if you can't handle the media. You should know how to handle the media. You're a professional athlete who's getting paid tons of millions of dollars to go out there. How was the game? It was this, it was that. We did this, we did that. The other team did that, but we were able to win. What about this? Yeah, the trading you know, deadline, come and gone. We're good as a Warriors. We're focused on you know, uh, getting ready for the playoffs and tuning up uh, after the All-Star break. Do you think you're going to leave uh, Oakland and go to the Knicks? Well, you know, at this moment, I'm truly focused on being the best warrior I can be, uh, giving this team 110% and going on a deep playoff run. Uh, July, when the free agency appears, ask me then. Next question. Very simple. Next question. Answer that bullshit with either boring ass answers or, or in-depth answers, but next question. You are getting paid for millions. And the reason why I'm saying this is because there's some young kid who swears KD is his favorite player. Whether male or female, KD is their favorite player. And this is what they're learning. He's his own walking brand. He is blessed to be playing basketball and getting paid the amount of money he's getting paid. I never got paid working at the fucking, playing ball at the at the Y, at the city gym. Never got paid. I love basketball, but I never got paid from it and somebody's in my face. He's a walking billboard for himself for the rest of his life. He will never be broke. 
Kids too good. But at the same time, handle the media. Handle the media better. He reminds me of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Him and the media, nothing. No type of relationship when he was at his height of height, his best levels. And it wasn't until like the last, just say, 15 years, the media and Kareem really opened up and embraced each other. But Kareem, you know, he got the scoring title for the NBA all time. He got multiple championships. Everybody know he was on the Lakers. Everybody know he did damage as a uh, as a college player. He's from New York. He did his thing with the Bucks. Everybody knows that, but I still think he doesn't get the universal recognition that he would have got if he was, you know, more talkative, more engaging with the media. And what I mean by that is just being yourself. Be you. There's nothing wrong with being you. As much as I, like, damn, Trump's a trip, he's him. Whether in front of the media, whether on social media, through Twitter, press conferences, he's him. He doesn't like something, he's going to tell you he doesn't like something. If he does, he tells you. And guess what? People eat it up. Whether you like them or not, they're eating it up. He goes to leave the office and goes back to TV. Man, he'll have the hottest thing on the block because of that. He knows how to work the media. The media can't be trusted, but you know how to, you got to work it towards your advantage. So if I'm KD's people, if I'm the Oakland Warriors and I want to keep them there because they can win more championships with them than without them, I'm getting that fixed. I'm setting this up long-term for him to where he can make mad money. Because the same media that he's going against now is the same media that will play the game when it's time for him to be the Hall of Fame, i.e. Terrell Owens. I can guarantee you he's a first ballot NBA Hall of Famer, KD. But this, for some reason... I see him being for basketball what Terrell Owens is for the NFL with that. I really see it coming back to that if it doesn't get fixed. It has to. You can't pick your moments, bro. Just go out there, do your thing, do the do the Bill Bel do the Bill Belichick. Fuck it. Yeah, uh huh. Next, yeah, okay. Next, yeah, okay. All right, cool. Well, that's it, right? All right, cool. He answered all his questions. He dipped. He got out of here. Then throw nobody underneath the bus. Then allowed him to direct the uh, conversation. He directed it. He commanded it. And he did. Your example, bro, to a lot of kids that really look up to you. And if we're having this out of you, I can just imagine what we're about to get over the next five to ten years out of athletes who, I don't like the media. I don't do this. I don't do that. Well, guess what? You do social media. It's all the same, man. If you can't handle somebody giving you a little criticism. You need to really reevaluate what you're getting yourself into. It's part of the business. It is definitely part of the business. If he goes to the Knicks, Lord, it's going to be a shit show there in New York with that type of media that they have there. They're brutal. If you're losing, you can name of one athlete 
other than probably Broadway Joe, who really survived that media and they embraced him. Because he did it his way. Every athlete after him, you really can't pinpoint one. I'm talking 40 years. You can't really pinpoint one other than Jeter. Let me me take that back. Jeter. Jeter. A-Rod, nope. Um, Butt fumble, nope. Um, Anybody really on the Knicks teams, nope. Broadway Joe and Jeter was the, the, hey, you want to come to New York? You want to play? You want to play at a high level? And even when, even when things are going bad, I still got it. Those two will be your perfect examples. And they won. Everybody likes a winner. You can get away a lot more when you're winning than when you're losing. And they just, they had that charisma about them like, man, this is not going to fade me. I'm going to get paid off of you more because our interaction then you stopping me from what I need to have done. And my perception is going to be my perception. I'm going to control the negative and who I am and how I'm looked at among the press and among the public. All right, y'all. really appreciate y'all listening this week. This has been Printer Seeking Knowledge Podcast. You know, just shooting the shit, going over the topics of the week. Really appreciate everybody listening to me. Uh, Any topic that you want to talk about, you want me to span on, hit me up on Twitter at LifeXL4PJ. Again, that's LifeXL4PJ. And shoot me a message, DM me, uh, comment or whatever, I hit you back and we can go at it. You know, I, I love this. The podcasts are fun, good entertainment. You know, and I'll always keep it real with you. I told you, no filter. Uh, definitely that. If you'd like to be interviewed, uh, PJ Burleson, B-U-R-L-E-S-O-N, at gmail.com. We can have a nice little interview, discuss whatever you want to. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good week. And um, y'all be blessed and talk to you soon.